Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to episode 236 of red wings rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your detroit red wings finally have a home mike we are how many weeks into the playoffs slash end of the red wings season we're we're a few right it ended at the end of april uh so we said we were gonna hold all of our draft conversation till after we knew what our pick was gonna be and uh we have a lot of weeks mike from now until the next season and now until the draft, now until free agency starts. We have a lot to talk about. I'm sorry. We don't have a lot to talk about. And we have a lot of time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these so, might be, uh, we'll call them tighter episodes. Nice and tight. Ooh, Real yeah, tight. That'll trick everybody. With, uh, with like, you know, maybe one or two topics here until free agency and the draft actually happen. Um, I mean, Best for content, right? Uh, it's either that or we start asking you guys if you think a hot dog is a sandwich. And that's the last thing I want to do. Oh, is that what we're doing on Sunday? Yes, we're only going to talk about hot dogs. I'm in. I, uh, we got to figure out what we're doing on Sunday because Matt's going to be out of town. And uh, Out of town? Yeah. I, I like how... Huh? What do you mean? You didn't tell me about this. I can't tell if your camera's frozen. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a good hold. I've been watching these TikToks of this old man pretending to cross the street, and he has, like, windswept hair, and he just, like, freezes in the middle of, a like, a New York busy road. It's a it's a cool art thing that I think I might get into. You're getting it. You're... Well, when you say you're getting into it, you're just gonna, like, start watching more videos of it, right? You're just, like, watching him. You're not talking about you're gonna freeze your clothes, so it looks. Yeah, like, I'm gonna freeze my clothes, so um, it looks like you're flying in the air. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's, it's good podcast content, everybody. Mike is frozen. Thank you. Mid screen. Nothing like a visual joke for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> first comments already coming in. Silver, how you doing, sir? Uh, uh, he suggests we trade down. down and pick. Rutger oh, McGrady, as we've talked about before, is my favorite name in the draft. Uh, and then uh, rack up more forward prospects in 
the next draft. So he wants to trade away our pick, go down, and I'm is that is that get more picks than for the 2023 draft is what Silver's suggesting. Now, uh, picking up more first round picks is Grady um, for the next year's draft, but we all know everybody wants to have as many darts at Connor Bedard as, as possible. So you're not going to, you know, right? Like we can't, we can't 3D chess anybody. We all, we all know what's going on. We don't have a secret pick. We, we have the next generational forward. Uh, at least that's how he's rated right now. Uh, same as Shane Wright a year ago. If I can remind oh, you all that Shane Wright was supposed to be our generational forward. <laughs> Look, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Connor will probably We're really be great. savvy. I just think forward. it's so funny that yeah. every year we have the generational forward up until the draft is a, is a few months away. And then we're all like, whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. Did I say generational? I meant give him five years. Anyway, um, but still, Silver, there's a lot of merit to that. And of course, what Silver's talking about is the title of our episode. Should we draft Brad Lambert? Um, Chewy's aboard. What's going on, Chewy? Hey, Chewy. Uh, Antonio's around. He says, yes, if he's still around, but I want Maddie Savoy. He's a talent. Um, it's actually, a, that's not a bad idea. Actually. Now that, uh, you throw that out there, Antonio, we haven't pulled this up in a long time. Let me make sure oh, I'm looking at, uh, Bob McKenzie's rankings here. We could pull up, uh, the elite prospect rankings for the NHL draft, uh, coming up for 2022. Of course, uh, I think they probably have a 2023 version of this too. Um, so here's obviously what we're looking at. Uh, first pick across the board for everybody is going to be Shane Wright. Now this is specifically EliteProspects.com ranking. Uh, this is their May ranking. So this just came out. Uh, David Juricic is going to be number two. Logan Cooley, who's actually number two on a lot of lists, coming in at number three. Number four, Frank Nazar. Uh, number five, Uri Slavkovsky. Number six, Simon Nemich. Number seven, Pavel Mintyukov. Number eight, Denton Matichuk. Matichuk. I'm calling him Matichuk. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Matty Savoy, as previously mentioned by Antonio. Number 10, Brad Lambert. Mike, of course, we're drafting number eight here. Uh, you've got a Joachim Kemmel, Cutter Gautier, uh, Liam Ogren. Uh, Kelly Odelius, Owen Pickerling, Kevin Korchinski, rounding out the top 16, Marco Casper, Gleb Trizkov, Connor Geeky, and Owen Beck rounding out the top 20. And Mike, everybody's favorite right now on uh, Detroit Red Wings Twitter, which I may or may not have kind of given up on these last few weeks. Uh, Jonathan, Don't uh, never like, give up. Jonathan Lakiramaki, number 21. Woo! Man, wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's far from number eight. Uh, considering that's everybody's favorite to go with right now. Woo! Oh boy. I mean, he um, does have a name that's really fun to say, but I just don't know, uh, you, you know, why we would prioritize a wing that's you know kind of valued that deeply. Um, because I feel like it all costs you either getting a center or you get a defenseman. First of all, Jared, this is live. <laughs> Jared wants to know if this is live or just a video debut. Um, <clears throat> damn it. You know what? I missed an opportunity to tell Jared this is just a video. God damn it. All right. Anyway, performance art. What's going on, my man? 
Um, immortalized in this now, in this clip. Yeah. Wh go ahead. What I wanted to say was, uh, you you question uh, Lakir Mackey, um, and the excitement around him. Now, if you do the consolidated draft, boop, number eleven jumps up quite a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, comparable numbers too. Um, I guess not that I think the SHL is a little bit stronger than Liga. Uh, nine points in 26 games. Brad Lambert, four points in 25 games playing for the Falcons. Um, Chewy, giving me a round of applause for the pronunciation on all those names. Um, I, yeah, you know what, Chewy, I, I usually a take a back seat and let uh, Matt throw himself out there. <laughs> um, but he he hit a home run on this time, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of him. There was what was the one I messed up a little bit? Um, I got caught up. I'm not falling for that, Matt. Then you're just going to make me say it, and I'm gonna, <laughs> we're both going to look like doofuses. Matichuk. I don't think that's right. Matt, we said Matichuk. That was, that was more anyone like uh, paying attention the to the transcripts, that was the only time I jumped in to help. Somebody oh, yeah, that's uh, Matichuk. <laughs> um, well, we've got uh, we've got everything coming in right now. Jonathan Williams in regards uh, – we've got everything coming in. Jeez, oh, Pete. Um, so obtuse in my comments. I do that at work all the time, by the way. And I started working with somebody who will not put up with it. And she makes me, she will ask me the same question over and over until I give her the answer that she wants. Especially if I use they at any point. Oh, that, that destroys her. Uh, but what I mean is everybody's given us their picks. Uh, Savoy Nazar or Geeky, in my opinion, coming from Jonathan Williams. Uh, wouldn't be mad if Stevie believed in Lambert, though. Um, I... We'll get into it. I, I, Jonathan, kind of, kind of right there. Um, performance art. I do not see Savoy uh, around at eight, so it could be the steal of the draft if we get Savoy. Um, Matechuk is Jonathan Williams. Oh, performance art. I didn't put your comment up. And then Jonathan Williams says Matechuk is how you pronounce that. Hmm. I like Matechuk. I'm gonna go hard into like. Ahoy, matey. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully nobody's offended by that. Anyways. Whew. All right. So we titled this episode, uh, Brad Lambert. Mike? Yes. Let's pull up Brad. I'm in. Brad has played some center. Mike, that's why I think where the conversation needs to start. Because I think we can all agree we want to see a center drafted this year. Um, the only problem is he kind of loses that position. The higher he, <laughs> the, the tougher his, his competition gets, uh, the more likely he has, uh, been to play on the wing. Uh, he is six foot though. Uh, he's only 179 pounds. So he's got some opportunity to grow in that six foot frame. Um, I say only 179 pounds cause I'm, I'm, I'm fat. So that's, that's, that's not bad. <laughs> When is he going to get up to 220? <laughs> what a skinny. <laughs> All right, I'm done with that joke. Um, More, Matt. More self-roast. Mike, uh, we do. Of... Matt, we are familiar with his uncle there. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. Um, Lane Lambert is uh, Brad's uncle, uh, according to EliteProspects.com. Uh, I did pull this up. That is actually the Lane we've been discussing as uh, we used to discuss as being uh, – Detroit Red Wings head coach candidate, of course, took the New York Islanders job. And Mike, uh, this could be the Islanders pick. 
don't know. The Red Wings are going for him. There's a big connection there <laughs> for Brad to be headed to New York. Uh, maybe not in the first season, but uh, definitely uh, I, I feel like Lane would make that call and say, hey, I, I know a guy. <laughs> um, Brad's a dynamic offensive threat, combining high-end skating with excellent handling and dual-threat capabilities. Um, I mean, a lot of this just continues to be dynamic, dynamic, dynamic. Uh, good offensive instincts, dangerous when given time and space with the puck. I think that's key, right, Mike? Like, we just watched a video, and I think we'll pull up some highlights here uh, that we want to show of Brad in a second. But what we saw, dangerous when he gets the time and the space, which we know there's an issue with some of our current Red Wings prospects and some that have been playing full seasons for the Red Wings this year that were always asking for more time and space for those guys and they just don't seem to want to go get it. Hmm. But Mike, we did see also in this highlight reel, I'm talking about him making some space for himself. Um, you know, the level of competition will definitely take a kick up, but he is a guy that you still have to attach those ideas right now. You have to attach the ideas that, well, if you put him with the right talent, if you can give him the time and space, he can be successful. Those types of phrases scare me, but this next line, he can skate and stick handle so well that he can find his way around older opponents with regularity. And that's something that we saw. This is a comment from 2019, but even this past season, he's still showing this elite skating ability that just gets him from end to end, gets him through every zone, uh, helps him create some offensive chances uh, and ultimately will be, I think, the deciding factor for any team that's going to be picking him up. Because uh, that's, uh, I'll, Mike, I'll, we watched uh, some of the similar uh, scouting reports on him, yeah. uh, videos, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to pull that up. We, well. I was just going to say, what are, we, what are we doing here with this draft? I mean, the, the goal here, I feel like the Red Wings have enough guys where they're, you know, they have pretty good hockey skills and we're just trying to fine tune them so they can, you know, be the, be the best version of themselves. And I, I feel like we have a lot of fourth and third line guys, you know, at, at their ceiling. Lambert for me, his ceiling is a top line guy. He has one of those like unbelievable skills that not every human being is, is met, no matter how hard they train, will not be able to do this. Um, you know, if we're talking about like, like for comparison's sake, it's like, uh, for me, Verana versus Valeno, where like Verana has that unbelievable skill with the, with the shot that just, you know, you, you can't believe how quickly it gets off his wrist. Valeno is going to get there. Um, it looks like he's going to be a contributor, but he doesn't have one of those unbelievable, like jump out of your seat skills. Maybe not yet. Um, but it looks like Lambert really has, you know, this skating ability that once once you watch it just in video i can't i can't wait to watch it in person someday um but just watching it in video um how how smooth he is and the commentary i mean it's it's a real consensus about there's no um you know extra extra noise is the is the verbiage that they use as far as the the body um no no wasted motion um it's like a, a perfect weight placement you know blades on the ice um then because it's so perfect it allows him to be you know that much quicker than everybody else that he's skating against um 
So is he a perfect player? No. I mean, he would have had a lot more points. He probably would have been the top prospect. We won't even be discussing him at number eight. Um, so he does have flaws. He does have warts. Um, but I, I mean, at number eight, I'm happy to try and get a guy who has the ceiling to be the best player in this draft. Mm -hmm. And the way that Lambert has that otherworldly skating ability, I would, I'd be doing cartwheels if this guy dropped down to number eight and Eiserman scooped him up. Uh, this, this, this looks like the kind of guy that you, you know, I wouldn't use the word reach, but I mean, you know, going in that you're going to have to, you're going to have to do some work with him, but he has something that, you know, 99% of the other players, you know, in this draft and, you know, you want to stretch it out. If you watch this guy skate, I think you're going to be right there with me. Um, you know, a lot of guys in the NHL would, you know, kill to be able to skate like that. So if we could just, you know, fine tune a few other hockey areas, man, being a, be an electric draft pick for Iserman. Yeah. I liked, I liked the comment too. Like this, this replay right here, it was brought up to us that he, loads his body up like a spring and this is it right here this is where he's about to unleash like kind of you know hit the trigger uh so he's got his whole body in one motion or i'm sorry moving to one side and he he can like squish his body up and then just release and uh it was you know talked about like he's he's a spring in that sense and we saw that that breakaway too or not even a breakaway but he just skates down the ice and steals the puck from the goalie um I mean, this is a guy I, that, to me, where we talked about Moritz Sider, uh, we've talked about some unicorns uh, that we've drafted and Simon Edmondson, and we've talked about William Wallander, and they have these things that you can't teach, but you can make them work, you know, around all of the weaknesses that you see now, and, and you can turn... Uh, it, it's not even like turning weaknesses into strengths. That's not accurate enough. It's just... The guy has some of the some of the skills that you you, you can't teach. So you, what you could work on are the things that he, that are weaknesses right now, and then he's going to use those strengths to just overcome the weaknesses, right? Um, I mean, this is a play right here where he's he's bringing the puck in the zone all on his own against four defenders. Um, we're going to take a break for a second there. But I, I guess the point I'm making is that this this would kind of fit. Like, we've never gotten the blueprint, um, and we never will. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> that's not what I'm inferring. We've never gotten the blueprint for what the Iser plan is for how we're drafting. But we keep seeing these guys, um, like the Edmondsons, like we mentioned, that get labeled as these unicorns. I feel like from a forward perspective, this might be that unicorn. Can you teach a guy to be this great on his skates and no you can't that's just what he does and it's it's so unique in this draft um this even uh goes as far to compare him uh to nazar to cooley and to talk about how they have fundamentals that are better than lambert they play the boards harder than lambert does and that could call some might call into question his fight right like his heart if you're not playing the boards i think it's a guy that knows his size right now and he knows he wants to use his speed but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't teach that out of him that doesn't mean you can't make him a better hockey player and teach him to go up against the boards it doesn't mean you can't uh beef him up a little bit a six foot frame's not small you know uh right. he'll be a good size larger than some of the league but if you could take that six foot frame and attach it to these skates, like you said, he, he wastes no motion. Uh, this is a guy who, who 
knows what I mean, he knows one thing, right? And it's how it's how to skate and it's how to get from point A to point B as fast and efficient as possible. And if that point A to point B is into the next zone, and we're a team that has struggled to get into the zone for year on year, um, year in and year out. I, I that's that's something that you want to keep your eye on. That's something that you don't sneeze at. You know, you don't, you know, just say, well, he doesn't play the boards hard, so this ain't gonna work. Um yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like those are all things, you know, like the, the problem areas are, are things you could teach. They also said too, like in this play right here that we were showing where he gets through uh, these uh, four defenders, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, if we scale it back a little bit, why isn't he just passing to this guy down low? You know, like he has an opportunity and instead he is focused on being aggressive and being more offensive instead of making, I don't even want to say the safe play. I think that's the right play, right? Uh, to just get get the get the puck yeah, in more I, space. I will so, only push back a little bit on that. In that, I think he he's so skilled that the only reason that that visual that you're looking at exists is because they believe that he's going to go in and be able to do that by himself. So I mean, like the defensemen aren't even staying home and covering everybody because he's such a factor that they're like, oh crap, this guy's coming in, you know, white lightning hot. Um, I'm going to take a look at him instead of the guy, you know, he has an opportunity to pass to. Um, but I would just say if, if you haven't watched him yet, absolutely, uh, take some time to do that. Um, but I, I also want to say like in Detroit, it's not like we haven't had fast skaters. Um, yeah, they played the boards. I'm, I'm looking at like Draper. I'm looking at like Darren Helm, um, guys who are really fast. Uh, but I, I think when you watch this guy skate, the closest comparison I could think of when I was watching him, because it was so just cat-like smooth, was uh, like Pavel Bure in NHL 94. Like, that's that's, that's how... the video game. Yeah, the video game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's just how smooth it looked. Um, you know, going from point A to point B, um, he's so good at just, you know, twitching a hip, twitching a shoulder, um, you know, reacting to... Um, you know, like the skating section. direction of his opponent for anybody it's watching, uh it's actually coolie just so you guys know right now yeah i mean it's uh it's really a treat so um hope you get to check out some videos on this guy um we got to hit the comments uh I, I liked performance arts comment and i want to come back to it uh because we were talking about um as long as he gets space and performance arts said that's like saying if he's given the answers to a test he might do well which i <laughs> i love that perspective on that i do i do think that that comment might be a little misguided because it, it did it did need to include too like his whole season this year if he was successful it's because he made his own space but i performance art a plus on that one um brad says standing by for another eisman draft surprise Still willing to listen what others think in case they are right. Lol. Uh, but Brad also wants to know, Mike, is that your boxing robe? Are you ready to go after this? Uh... <laughs> no, this uh, this bad boy is, uh, I think, a Christmas gift. It's uh, like a hockey jersey of, uh, like a hockey sweater version of uh, for the Pistons. Piston colors. Nice. We just said, uh, my, you know, my boys just had their uh, lottery and they, they dropped a couple, but. They pulled out um, the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, we're used to that in Detroit. So, you know, That's, nothing. I was super bummed. 
Um, Derek Hand, I don't think Brad makes it to eight. That yeah. is a hot take, Derek. You know what, Derek? I hope that some of these GMs don't watch these um, elite prospect videos because there's no way that Lampert's going to make it if they watch what I saw. <laughs> Jared uh, throws out there, good skater. We only want Rasmussen-type skaters around here. <laughs> Jared's not wrong. I mean, Iserman does like his guys, you know, 6'6 uh, six, six and above, so... <laughs> um team money's kind of on board with Derek. uh he says uh maybe another team surprises and chooses lambert um and uh chewy throws in there he likes the razzle dazzle skating um i think it's beautiful i mean it really is um now there's like we talked about there's a lot of things uh my man has to work on and we're again concerned about his decision making when he probably has an opportunity to let his team around him create or get through the zone, or be a little bit safer, and he doesn't make those choices. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Mike, here's what we have to think about. This is a guy who won't be ready to go next year. Red Wings fans probably want a guy who's ready to go in the next couple of years. You would hope. This, this draft would probably mean, I'm going to guess two to three years. Two to three years. Within two years, he's in North America. Two to three years, he's he's finally got a, a legitimate shot at the roster. Only because I think some of the things that are a challenge for him do seem to be an issue. Um, I don't I don't know if you just fix in one year and then you trust that things are ready to go. So I think we've had some success with developing, but we do know a lot of front office turnover is going to be affecting that. Um, we know we've had some success just leaving guys over in Europe to develop. Um, there's an opportunity maybe to leave them in Liga, maybe move them over to the SHL. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that decision gets made. I'm sure we have team needs in the NHL and the Red Wings will loan that player over there, but uh, it's not just about the Red Wings saying, uh, he's playing Frolanda. Hey, hey guys, what's up? You're you're taking, you're taking Brad for a couple of years. Um, so, I mean, uh, to that effect, there are options. Uh, just wanted to throw in that little note there. Oh, there's two little bunnies doing it outside my office right now. Um, so that in fact there's options, but you know, we don't we won't necessarily have control over all the options. And uh if he does have to come over to Grand Rapids, I guess this is the question I'm coming to. 
since the team that will be drafting him will have to rely on developing him, do you think we've seen enough from our development camp to trust that Brad will turn into the player we want him to be? (laughs) I don't know if we've really seen the Red Wing development machine in action because i mean even if you want to say well they made cider and lucas i'm like well i mean they didn't really toil around in there they'd come out it felt like right out of the box those guys were ready to go um and it i also would probably have to throw in there too it's not really a fair question to ask because we're also playing this game of like all right sadina go in that go in that bag of shit and turn it into a you know a shiny diamond um so also like the challenges that our prospects have faced have been immense <laughs> yeah. to try and overcome. But um, I think I was leading the witness a little bit. I think you knew where I was coming from on that and and you, you hinted at it, but I, I'm just trying to throw out all the variables that probably have hurt Zadina and, and Valeno and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see if, uh, if it actually panned out with, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Bergeron coming up, but, it always makes me a little bit nervous when prospects, if it, it, it almost feels like uh, you're like, man, they haven't, uh, haven't called that guy up yet. What are we waiting for? And they're like, well, we'll see if he can uh, fight for a roster spot. And it's like, Oh boy. You know, like with cider and, and Lucas, it was immediate and you knew that they were going to be, you know, impact players. So when you see Berger and he's still not, up, I, it just, it just makes me a little nervous about what they saw to, to not, you know, give this guy a ticket, you know, up to Detroit. Maybe they like him more. I think that that's a reasonable like assumption. Like they, they do want to put him in a position where he will be successful all year and they don't want to put him in a fourth role, fourth line role. I mean, that's what we saw, right? Like Valeno and Zadina kind of cycling through the fourth line. I don't think maybe they think so highly of Bergeron. They don't want to waste that opportunity of bringing him up on, on just like filling out roster spots, which kind of felt like that's what we were doing with Valeno and Zadina by the end of the season. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we got 12 spots. Yeah, you can go out there. Whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Will McGee, great point here. People were concerned with Edvinson's decision-making. Not a bad point, Will. I will confess. That didn't come to mind first for Edvinson. I I do I do remember being super excited for, for Edvinson, but... Um, yeah, I mean, if people were thinking that, obviously that went away quick. Uh, Chewy thrown out there, squirrel, of course, because I can't focus because there's two bunnies bouncing around in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, decision making. Um, I, I feel like we have a better chance of you know making someone a better decision maker, and I, I don't just mean Detroit. I guess even as a coach, we can help. One can help make a player a better decision maker, but I mean. Being that good at skating, I you know, I mean, you can either be that excellent or you can't, and this guy can. So it, it's it's like a it's a it's a it's a wart. I'm comfortable him having. Uh, Larry thrown out there. Sweden would work uh, just for whatever we're going to be doing with Brad. Get him over to Sweden. Um, and then Derek's uh, last comment here: uh, draft Lambert and trade for Kevin Fiala. Interesting. Um, all right, Mike, we did promise uh, a shorter episode today because we have less to talk about. Uh, we did 
Mike, as Red Wings fans get a little bit of happiness this weekend, at least I liked it. I know I know some people really hate the Tampa Bay Lightning because they're on a, a two-year winning streak for the Stanley Cup. Uh, Mike, I was absolutely delighted uh, by that. <laughs> Toronto they snuffed out Toronto? Listing. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I I felt really good about that. Um, the only thing I don't feel good about now is that 4-1 to one win. Uh, my Panthers that, of course, I have my $5 on that I'd like to turn into oh, a couple no. hundred bucks for a Stanley Cup. But, you well, know. Shame on me. I thought this year, I thought somehow Toronto was going to make it. And uh, not a not a surprising take uh, from myself as somebody who still will tune in uh, for multiple weeks next season to watch Detroit Lions football. This is the year. This is the year. Um, so, Maple Leafs fans, I feel your pain as a Lions fan. Um, so looking at looking at what we've got left, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, Rangers and Hurricanes going at it right now. Hurricane, or I'm sorry, Rangers up one to nothing, and then uh, Abs and Blues, fifty four shots for the Abs in Game One. Woo. Oh, excuse me, against the Blues. Of course, they only win three to two in overtime. Um. And then Edmonton and Calgary in the battle for Alberta. 9.30 tonight, Mike, on ESPN. Um, any hot takes for the playoffs? Because I got to tell you, my hottest take right now is that uh, the Lightning are going to be playing for their third straight Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, I will say, as far as a hot take goes, it's more about one on myself. Because when we started to just dip our toe into the um, free agency pool for this summer, I I wasn't uh, you know super excited about Trocheck, but he's actually played pretty well. Um, and if it gets to the point where you know we're not financially willing to throw a bag at um, Forsberg. You know, maybe maybe Palat is like a nice kind of um, you know transitionary uh, free agent that we could probably afford. He's you know going to be about four or five million um, as he's you know starting to turn thirty into his early thirties into his mid thirties here. Um, so I'll be I'll be watching more of that. But yeah, Trochik surprising me. That's my hot take. It's I wouldn't be super bummed if we got him. Um, but yeah, I'll be tuning in, watching like the Ian Coles, watching the Palats. Um, seeing what these, you know, Red Wing, um, potential future Red Wings look like. Yeah. Well, uh, performance art thrown in there. His dark horse is the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know, honestly, with with Edmonton and Calgary, and we know how we, I mean, I couldn't have been more excited, honestly, that we were going to get the battle for Alberta. Um, I think that obviously is a toss-up because of that, because there's so much emotion involved there. So I would like to see Edmonton move forward because I think Connor McDavid, especially now that the, the NHL has these new contracts uh, with ESPN and TNT for all the Canadian listeners that don't care, it meant a lot to us, even though the broadcasting sucks. Um, I'd like to see Connor go as far as, as possible. Uh, probably would have been nice to see a guy like Austin Matthews move forward, but um, it's you not know, like you're lacking superstars with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So yeah. you you've got you've got the Lightning, the Avalanche. I think you definitely want to focus on, and of course ESPN is going to be thrilled that the Rangers. I mean, 
man, they're doubling up the Hurricanes right now, who are usually a shot machine. They are a possession machine the last like five, six, seven years. And uh, maybe that was too many years. But yeah, I mean, they're a possession machine and the Rangers are just launching them right now. But um, Edmonton no, I... would be the next one on that list where it's like, get them, cheat. I don't care what you need to do. Finally start calling penalties when Connor McDavid gets dragged down and help him get to a conference finals, maybe sniff a Stanley Cup. It would be pretty cool. No, I um, I just wanted to get on the coattails of that point you made a second ago, um, because it, it is it's awesome to, you know, see the NHL, you know, get more visibility on the ESPNs and the TNTs. Um, Not really. And d- like with who's remaining, the NBA has done a really good job of like uh, creating stars. And, you know, like, you know, Giannis um, or you can try to say Antetokounmpo. Um, you know, you could say Luca, you know, um, and they're catching up to the LeBrons. So it's kind of cool at the NHL now, because they have this extra visibility, we can start to do that with the Connor McDavid's, um, you know, get Kucherov's name. It should be a household name. I shouldn't have to explain. He's a really good player on the back-to-back Stanley cup champions <laughs> in Tampa Bay. You should just say Kucherov and have that same reaction that you do for Giannis. Um, so this, this is going to be the way to do it. You know, even though the Red Wings are out. We, I, I, I'm speaking for both of us here, root for the success of the National Hockey League and, you know, for them to make more money, to do well, get this product out there. Um, and, you know, luckily with the way the, you know, the teams are kind of progressing through the playoffs, it looks like it'll be a little bit easier of a task. So good for Edmonton. Uh, Jared yeah. uh, wanted to know if uh, I'm not a fan of uh, Leah um on espn not not especially and t money throws out there he brings it off the iron <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean jerry we're all we're all having good fun thanks t money that was a good one uh derek throws out there he's he's right on board with me i was asking for hot takes so he threw this one out tampa if they could sleepwalk their way to the finals i'm right there with you derek i don't know if sleepwalk but that's that's my hot take pick right now um and Charlie throws out there, of course, Edmonton, like, um, you know, performance art, that's his, that's his dark horse pick. Um, and you're going to get the offense. And Connor McDavid really showed uh, that he can, I don't, I don't know how I want to put it, because we've seen him be a super duper star, be the hero so many times. But, I mean, to see it in the playoffs and see him drag his team into the second round, like, you were coming with me. Like, we know that's there. But yeah, uh, yeah, Mike. Oh, I have one hot take. Well, I was uh, gonna Wayne, say we'll finish Charlie's thought here, but Smith has to hold up in that. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, kind of dumb. No way, he's like the smartest guy ever. He picked like the whole first round in every game, and kind of dumb. I'm just saying, after the after Tampa Bay's win, um, his hot take on Steven Samkos, uh, captain of the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, had a, another hundred-point season. Um, he said. He's had a pretty good year. <laughs> it just felt a little understated for me. Like, come on, man. It's like MVP. I'm going to say he had a pretty good year. What is, I mean. All right. I'm being, what's, a, I'm, what's I'm, an elite year to wait? I'm trying to, I'm trying to hot take it up a little 100? bit, but I just heard that comment and I was like, a good year. My God. He's like, as good as the like two top Red Wings combined. One I mean, human being. 
you know, that's like me going up to The Rock and telling him, oh, Rock, I benched 60 today. All right, that's good for you. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's Wayne Gretzky. I mean, come on. What's he going to do? He's going to be all excited about 100 points. He doesn't care. He does that in his sleep. Um, no, I think I. It's just I'm really fine. understated. Yeah. No, you're I'm right. I'm fine you're with right. his predictions. They're on right. They're on point. But uh, just that really stuck out with me. That's, just... Yeah, that's what blew my mind. I, uh, I'm i kind of falling in love with Wayne Gretzky, watching him on TNT. Are you sure you um, don't mean his hot daughter? <laughs> um, yeah, how did that happen? But anyway, I think it is incredibly cute to watch him try to participate with all the boys. Because Wayne is not Paul Bissonnette, you know? Like, so... They always refer, you know, they're always like, like they have fun and they talk and then they go, I wonder what Wayne thinks about this. And Wayne's just on the outside, you know, like it feels like he's 10 feet away from the table. And then he just gives like amazing insight. And it's just like, oh my God, he's like the smartest hockey guy. <laughs> and I, I just, I'm falling in love with them because it kind of breaks my heart that they keep him at arm's length. Like they're like, you stay over here, Wayne, you're good at hockey. You know, well, can so I, I say like it's endearing. Do you think? All right, so I, I was kind of I was tongue in cheek. It was just that one sentence. He's right on with his predictions. Like, but do you think to be a really good commentator, do you think he was too good at hockey to do that? And I kind of say that with like one of the there's this wild uh, contract that Tony Romo got to broadcast for football. He was an okay quarterback. You know he's pretty good but he wasn't like you know a championship winning quarterback but he's an outstanding announcer um <laughs> if you want to look at basketball like charles barkley hilarious man what an entertainer i don't know what like tnt nba would be without him he's, you know he won his some playoff games but he wasn't like the the guy could count on the most you know what i mean right. is is wayne too good to be awesome at commentary well he's not he's not like like they need Paul Bissonnette because he's got the energy. Um, he's he's got the jokes. So Wayne isn't Tony Romo because Tony is is maybe a mix of the two, where he's got a ton of insight and he he played important games. Um, you know, Wayne <laughs> had a lot more important shifts than Bissonnette will ever have. <laughs> So he gets to walk in and tell, you know, talk about that experience. And I think it's so unique that um, maybe his insight is he, it's maybe registers is more unique to me than maybe it should. But um, yeah, it's just, he's just not, he's just not the most entertaining guy in the world, but he's smart. Right. It's almost like you don't want to like, that's the, that's, you know, apologies to Ovechkin. That's the goat. So it's like, you can't really, you can't really question the goat because I mean he he got to be in the like you know the great one by by being much better than hockey being much better hockey than everybody else on the planet. Um, so I think that's where it's kind of it opens up the room a little bit to have like a Tony Romo or like a like a Barkley as opposed to Gretzky where it's like I, I guess he's probably right. I mean he scored a lot more goals and won a lot more games than anybody else. <laughs> but yeah, yeah T Money. T-Money says watching Gretzky and Biz on TNT is refreshing coming from the NBC. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. Same between period break regurgitation yeah. for, what was that, 
12 10 12 years just the same conversation every time oh my gosh and i uh, want to know what oh well, he throws out there, uh, you know, Wayne thinks uh, the game differently, which doesn't really translate well to TV. I think, I mean, to that effect, like the entertainment factor. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, I think he's brilliant. And again, I, I like how cute it is that they he's like the nerd of the group. <laughs> so that's why I like him. But um yeah, I mean, he's he's the guy, right, that would listen to the radio broadcast and pencil out where the puck was going. And then he used that to figure out where to be on the ice so that, you know, this is where the puck always ends up. So if I go here, I will be able to take the puck and score. Just genius. Um, Will McGee, anyone missing Milbury? Nope, not even a little bit. <laughs> um. I do miss Doc, though. Yeah, but that, I mean, you know, he retired, so that was just... I know, I could still miss him. Jared misses him like a hangnail. Um, Milbury, not... Not me. <laughs> not Doc. <laughs> All right, guys, we pre- uh, We I gotta go. Um, Mike has to go. We ha- we're gonna be doing some shorter shows, so hopefully we don't drone on. Uh, so we gotta cut it when... Uh, when we see, we're doing the George Costanza, right? Gonna exit while we're hot, while we're on top, and we're all making fun <laughs> of Mike Milbury. So now's a good time. Hit that like button if you guys had a tiny bit of fun. Subscribe so you guys don't miss the next episode. If you haven't watched it yet, we put out our Little Caesars grades uh, annual episode where we grade the Detroit Red Wings uh, based on Little Caesars items. That's right. We threw away the letter grades, and we're talking pizza. Uh, also, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. That does us the most good. And uh, if you could hit us up on Spotify as well with those ratings, we'd love to see us pop up with five stars. Guys, appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the Rangers-Hurricanes game and the battle for Alberta. All right, have a good night, guys.